Welcome to the Gen Z Show, the only show dedicated to young leaders and those who work with them to create a positive revolution that will inspire this generation to impact future generations. With your host, James McLean. Welcome to the Gen Z Show. I am James McLean, your host, and I am joined today by my favorite co-host, Abby Durham. How are you doing, Abby? Oh, I'm great, James. How are you? I'm doing fine. I always get emails when I say you're my favorite co-host from the other co-host, uh, asking them what's the deal here and, and what's going on. Uh, but uh, I always want Abby to join me when I know that I may not be on my A game. And I just, I, I had the second COVID vaccine yesterday and people had talked about how it might put you down for a couple of days. And so I didn't know if I was going to be on top. So I wanted to make sure that my, that the strongest co-host was there in case I was, I was knocking myself out. So, so <laughs> well, welcome that. Thanks. Thank you for coming and joining me again. No problem, James. So today we're joined by Mr. Chaz Jackson. Now I met Chaz Jackson through some people referring him to me through LinkedIn. That's how you can find a lot of good information nowadays is through LinkedIn and saw that he was not only just a motivational speaker, but he had an incredible story of overcoming some early adversity in his life where because of some poor decision-making he had had, he had put himself in situations that his choices were leading to bad consequences. And he has able to overcome this. He's a former college athlete, college football player, motivational speaker now, and physical therapist who also is working with a church plant now in the Fort Worth, Texas area. So I was really excited that he agreed to be a part of our show. Abby, tell our audience a little bit about what you think they're going to gain from listening to Mr. Chaz Jackson. I think you guys should make sure that you listen super close because everywhere we went on this journey and this conversation took us to a really great piece of advice and lots of them. Um, I think my favorite quote out of the whole day, and as soon as he said it, I said, whoa, we gotta go back, I gotta write this down, is we perform at the level of our belief, not at the level of our potential. And so to build up your self-confidence and to have that self-esteem and to not let adverse situations define you really allows you to succeed in ways you never thought possible. Now guys, listen to me real closely. He has made an offer of giving one of his books free to the first person who emails him and refers that they heard this show. So if you'll look down in the show notes, you'll see some information about that. We want to make sure that, that you take advantage of this free offer to get one of his books and then free offer to anyone who emails him. If you're not the first, he's giving away other things. So there's a lot of information here. A very excited uh, man that had joined us today. And I am really proud and pleased to bring to the Gen Z show, Mr. Chaz Jackson. Chaz, welcome to the Gen Z Show. I, I really appreciate uh, you joining us as a guest. Yes, thank you for having me, James. It's such an honor to be on your show. Well, you know, I reached out to you through LinkedIn, and I was telling Abby before the call started that I kept seeing people on LinkedIn liking this guy's feed, liking what he was saying. And so I looked it up, and I said, oh, my gosh, this guy's from North Carolina, my home state. He went to Western Carolina. He's a former football player and in physical therapy. There are things that my family 
my son is interested in in the same area. I said, I want to follow this guy and figure out what's going on. And then I started watching. So your podcast feeds us said, Hey, I got to I got to invite this guy on the show. So thank you. Thank you for that. Now, our audience heard our introduction, but they want to hear from you a little bit about who you are. So introduce yourself to our young Generation Z audience and, and tell them what they need to know about Chaz Jackson. Yes, sir. So <clears throat> uh, I wear a bunch of hats, James. <laughs> I'm a husband. I'm a father of two uh, beautiful daughters, five and two years old. They keep me on my toes. <laughs> I'm a uh, Podcast hosts, like you mentioned, uh, Gift and a Give, uh, Teach, Motivator, um, Certified in Physical Therapy, and going back on the whole speaking aspect of things. So being a professional speaker, also best-selling author of two books, you know, I'm very passionate about youth leadership. And I always tell everyone that I explain what that passion entails with working with our young people is, you know, I'm fired up about helping them find clarity, uh, helping them understand what accountability means and uh, just finding purpose in life. So uh, I enjoy delivering that through speaking engagements on various platforms, as well as speaking and coaching and training sessions. So um, I think uh, just in a short spill of who Chaz Jackson is, uh, that's what I'm passionate about doing and love serving other people. Well, I noticed that on your site, you've written a book. Uh, and the title, Live, Learn, Lead uh, Powerfully. I love that title. Yes, that, yes. That, that, that draws you in right imme immediately. And you talk about in that book, one of the things you talk about is you inspire youth to become the best version of themselves. I love that statement. But some of the people who are listening to us, they might not understand what you mean by the best version of themselves. So what do you mean by that? So my podcast, Gift and a Gift, I constantly say we're all gifted differently to make a difference. So I feel we all have a story to share and I feel that we all have our greatest version of ourselves to share with our generation and the next generation to come and live, learn, lead powerfully. I truly believe that book is strategically designed to align anyone's mind towards greatness. And for me, going back to 2012, this book was released in 2019, but 2012, it was beginning to, to be created. I remember awakening to a car horn behind my fiance's vehicle. I was driving, awakening, had passed out briefly, inches away from a head-on collision, James. Uh, me being a man of faith by the grace of God, I remember turning that wheel to the right. I crashed into a wooden gate. Uh, I was arrested on site. I was uh, drinking and driving at the time, and I remember being in a jail cell. And from that 2012 dating back to when Chaz Jackson was uh, born onto this uh, planet, you know, there was a lot of, you know, emotional baggage that I had accumulated up to that scene. And I had put myself in some bad positions, obviously me, uh, you know, being behind the wheel of a car while after drinking, but there was a lot of poor decisions that had been made at that time. And I found myself, you know, in a situation where I didn't have a driver's license. I lost my car, I lost my job due to some poor decisions of drinking. And, and I found myself in a situation where I was uh, on the verge of giving up. And fast forward a week and a half after that incident, I remember being on the outside of my lawyer's uh, office. Uh, I was with my fiance and, 
she had stayed in the office and was chatting with him a little bit uh, prior to this uh, encounterment outside of the lawyer's office. I went to the bathroom, was ready to exit. He had already told me, man, because of the trouble that I've got into, I was going to have to face some jail time and, and some more disciplines. And she had shared something that he told her out when I wasn't in the presence. Uh, she said that he told her that she should just get away from me. And I was like, mm -hmm. wow, why would you say something like that? You know, and she said, because the decisions that I was making, I was just going to drag her down with me. And then, you know, I said, I shared something with her and I asked her this question. I said, why don't you just leave me? You know, because uh, in this in this period of time, and, you know, I had accumulated all of this emotional baggage, what I call a negative emotional baggage. Uh, that you know, wasn't living out to my greatest version or the best version of myself at the time. And she said something to me, guys, that just really transformed and really got me the thinking in a more clear basis to be in on an intentional verse to make some changes in my life. Uh, and after I asked her, why don't you leave me? She said, Chad, I see something in you that you don't see in yourself. And I was like, wow, you know, that was the first time that was ever said to me. And obviously, you know, I had to be intentional, like I mentioned before, about making some changes in my life. But I marked that as a moment that something had ticked inside of my head. I often say to a lot of my young people that they have a seed of greatness inside of them. And I like to think that my seed of greatness, she watered it a little bit, if that makes sense. <laughs> but fast forward into the production of Live, Learn, Lead Powerfully, you know, one of the things that I had to do, I mentioned that emotional baggage, traumas and dramas, situations that I like to call for emotional baggage is um, problems that you don't have a solution for. So a lot of times, you know, we all have our stories and grounds of situations where you really didn't quite understand how to deal with it. So you just kind of stuff it inside, you know, based on feelings, beliefs, opinions. And again, we can draw the line and plug in the blank, but I had a ton of that stuff as many of us do, but it took me to open up that bag and share with other people. I, I got involved with counseling and got some accountability around me to help me to really deal with some of that poor decisions making that I, that I had accumulated. And some of the, uh, Again, feelings, beliefs, opinions that I had about myself, meaning low confidence, low self-esteem, a lot of this stuff that kind of brewed up uh, up to this point. And <clears throat> just thinking of 2012 to the release of Live, Learn, Lead Powerfully to answer your question, the things that I discovered, the tips and techniques that I discovered to help me uh, open that emotional baggage, share with other people, understand why was I making those poor decisions, uh, you know, to put myself like for example, with that uh, encounterment um, in that car accident. And I started discovering a lot of things. Uh, one of the things that I'm proud of is being a man of faith and, and allowing uh, that relationship with God to accumulate. And, and so many things was just pouring as far as books and again, mentors and coaches that I started attracting and failing over and over again. I'm gonna get into a lot of that because you know, with every blessing or every failure, there's a lesson involved. So out of all those lessons that I've learned, I was like, wow, it was like my brain was like a forest of information. And I met a, a, a publisher, Dr. Daryl Wyatt Johnson Publishing. She helped me create a garden with a lot of the information that I was, um, you know, developing and, and applying to my life to help me get to the point to where I was to publish. 
Live, Learn, Lead Powerfully uh, copyright here. And in this book is, again, tips and techniques that I use to overcome the alcohol abuse and other uh, self-limiting beliefs. And um, this is the garden. <laughs> this is the garden, those tips and techniques. And I, and I put in the version for teen leadership guy because I'm very passionate about young people and letting them know, hey, if Chaz can do it, you can do it. And again, um, that book made Amazon's number one bestseller list back in 2019, and uh, wow. it's, it's been impact. It's been impacting lives ever since. So, um, based off of my me being on that other side of the coin, that greatest version of yourself. Did we lose him? Dang, I had a really good follow-up question. <laughs> Hello. Let me mark the time. Well, this is actually good because my computer has uh, decided it wanted to eat half of its battery right now. So I'm doing that. Chaz, you there? There. He's gone. And he's back. There you are. Oh, but I can't hear you. You're on mute. Can you hear me? That was weird. I don't know. There you are. Yeah, so where did, I, where did it cut me off at? <laughs> you had just told Absolutely. us that you had a bestseller on Amazon. Yes. So, yeah, Live, Learn, Lead Powerfully, bestselling uh, book. And, um, again, I mentioned how, you know, that whole information based off of this book was tips and techniques that I accumulated over those years to kind of overcome some of my self-limited beliefs. Uh, again, I mentioned that alcohol abuse and happy to say at this point in my life, you know, I've been over nine years without a drink of alcohol. And uh, yeah, so that we, we turned this into a teen leadership uh, guide um, on some of the things that I discovered along my journey. So. Um, that's kind of what that best version of yourself, meaning, you know, we all have our stories, we all have our trials and tribulations that we um, deal with in our life. But if we can turn those into lessons and and really become hindrance on growing our personal development, uh, you can be your greatest version wherever you are in life. And no one's ever too small to be a difference maker now. So. Chaz, as we're thinking about the emotional baggage that you were just talking about, where did you find your sense of motivation and gumption to not let that emotional, negative emotional baggage define you or to let these negative situations that you found yourself in define you? And how can you translate that same message to young people today when they are facing adversity? How do, the, how do we encourage them to not let that situation define them? And say that first part again, Abby, the, yeah. the first question. Where, where did you find your sense of motivation or gumption 
or however you would like to phrase it, um, to not okay. let that adversity define you as an individual? Wow, that's a really great question. Um, so for me, um, I mentioned really becoming in a sense of surrendering, if that makes sense, of who Chad Jackson was. Um, you know, I mentioned that I had some low self-esteem, low confidence um, back in 2012. And, and I think one of the biggest things for me was to share. And, and I think that's one of the key things for our young people to take is really getting around someone to like and trust, if that makes sense. Um, and it's, and it's not an easy process, you know, it, it took it took a lot of a failure for me to get to that point to where, you know, because for me growing up, you know, dating back to my childhood, you know, I grew up in a humble beginnings, if that makes sense. Um, it, it was normal for me to see alcoholics. It was normal for me to see drug addicts. It was normal for me to see domestic violence. And, and again, we all have our stories trials and tribulations, but it was taught in my, in my environment that you should not share your emotional baggage, if that makes sense. Those, those things, those traumas, those dramas, those uh, feelings, beliefs, and opinions um, that's going on, you know, within your household or within your community that could, you know, expose you to, to a source of weakness, if that makes sense. If, you know, it was taught to me, like, if you really share your, your feelings, that was a source of weakness. But whenever I went on that journey of, you know, revealing that emotional baggage, I understood that that was actually a source of strength, you know, to really get people around you that's kind of going through some similar things. And I, I think that's another a key source of motivation is uh, seeking people that, that have similar, you know, occurrences or, and one of those things for you to actually, you know, be revealed is, you know, talking and when someone asks you how are you doing and again this this would be different like if you're in a drive-thru at mcdonald's or something like that you don't really want to sit there and do 20 minute conversation but you know <laughs> in in the book live only powerfully i talk about uh in my chapter building healthy relationships and trust you know the three b's meaning being relatable uh, being predictable and being exposed so when we expose ourselves to expose our real feelings beliefs and opinions that we have for ourselves and this is what i discovered was you know that's a source of strength and it's also a way to build healthy relationships so i feel like that's that's one of the things that will be you know, our key for our young listeners to understand as well, if they're seeking to understand how to really unlock that emotional baggage and really, you know, grow from it and, and learn the lessons that come out of it instead of letting it be something, what I've done for many, many years, it be something uh, that holds me back and, and be something that caused me to gravitate towards, you know, other idols. You know, for me, it was, you know, drinking at a young age, you know, uh, sexual activities, poor relationships, even, and I know James mentioned me being a collegiate athlete, you know, I was a three-sport athlete going, going up into playing at West Carolina University, but that was even like a source to carry that emotional baggage, if it makes sense, because I would get out there and I can explode some of my frustrations out there on somebody. It was an amazing opportunity. I loved the sport of football. But uh, just as an example, we can gravitate towards these idols to help us with the emotional baggage. But at the end of the day, you know, those are only temporary, if that makes sense. You know, the solutions are still not um, 
created. So it takes some work and it takes you being honest with yourself. And that was something I had to really do. Wow, that's powerful. That's powerful to be able to, to share from that experience, to be able to give give a whole new generation uh, some strategies and techniques that they uh, can 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 use to overcome the obstacles that they are encountering and overcome the, the solutions that they have. I noticed on your site too, that when one of the speaking topics that you'd like to, to refer to is your I'm possible topic, mm. uh, where you talk about values and action. Um, I love when people are talking about I'm possible. Oh, before we go farther, when you talk about seeds of greatness, uh, that's Ziegler quote. You were designed for accomplishment and engineered for success and endowed with the seeds of greatness. That's a Zig Ziglar quote. Cool. And when you said that, I was like, man, this is, this is great. He's right up our alley with Ziglar. So yeah, we're going to have to throw, hey, look, <laughs> you and I are both Maxwell certified too. We're going to have to throw some Maxwell quotes in here. Somewhere. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, Maxwell, man, we could talk about him all day. He, he, he's the, he's the guru of Papa John. But you know, both Maxwell <laughs> and, and Ziglar are great for their being able to take complex situations and give us practical, easy to understand solutions. And I think that's what you've done with, you, you know, your book and with I'm Possible. That's something that people can listen to. So tell our audience what I'm Possible is, because they're sitting there going, okay, what does that mean? Am I possible? You know, what does that mean? So tell them what it means and, and how they can, you know, how they can feel like they're possible. Yeah, so that whole equation, and I'm really pumped about that whole program. Um, you know, pre-COVID, it was uh, getting in front of, you know, hundreds of students in the auditorium and using this formula, values plus action equals um, possible, meaning going back to what I was saying earlier, each and every one of us are gifted differently to make a difference, and no one is too small to be a difference maker right now. Anything that you can comprehend or understand it is possible. You are possible. I am possible. And I love talking about the values plus action equals I'm possible, meaning values. So when I say values, a uh, definition I love to use is standards or beliefs that you choose to filter your life decisions through. So uh, meaning, so I think research shows that a human can have over 80,000 thoughts a day. That's crazy, right? And thinking about a thought. So thoughts create actions and actions create consequences, right? So I have a thought that I'm hungry, right? What is the action? My action is to go to the refrigerator, right? And then me open up the refrigerator is gonna create a consequence, right? It's either I'm gonna find something that's not good, I'm gonna find something that's good, I'm gonna be fulfilled. But when I say value, so, I want to paint a picture here of putting a bridge between thoughts and actions. So a bridge, so, it, and, and what I love doing with my young people is thinking of when we have a thought, what value is in between that thought and action, if that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> and between that bridge, um, Plugging in the blank, you know, for me, a value is my family, right? So if I have the thought of hanging out all night, uh, <laughs> you know, just throwing something out there at 12 o'clock, uh, that thought. So when it comes across the bridge of a positive family life, that thought won't make it to an action because my value 
is family life and I have my two girls and I know I have to be there to help put them in bed and and to cultivate them and get my daughter ready for school for kindergarten the next morning so yes it's a thought but because I have a value system in place uh, just using that for example when that crossed the bridge of value it's not going to make in action. And that's what I'm really passionate about is helping uh, young people, teachers, coaches, youth advocates, whoever is placed in my path to uh, really develop some core values that can help dictate their possible, if that makes sense, however that might look and really control that and really take action and be really intentional about the actions that they do take. Because if we can really dictate our actions, uh, you know, Kentfield, um, he, he said in uh, one of his books that success leaves clues, right? And, um, mm. you know, and, and there's so many other details out there that meaning like your growth and your, your success is predictable. And if, again, uh, us getting a game plan uh, in place, values and really dictating those actions, whatever uh, is set on your heart, your mind, your soul to accomplish, it can be possible so so what do you think are some of the reasons why youth are struggling so much with overcoming these kind of obstacles and, and believing they're possible what do you think is the core from your experience you know you're working with youth you're working uh through ministry what are you seeing as some of the issues that youth are facing that are causing them not to really believe i'm possible because you know you and i we're like personal development junkies you know they they bring it along we're going to digest it you know abby's the same way we feed on this stuff and but we we have to live in the real world where we realize that the majority of the population does not believe in this they they doubt themselves which we all doubt but they really don't believe they are what do you think are some of those core issues uh, that they have that is a really good question. And I want to start with something that, I, a, a quote that I love to, to say in a lot of my speeches, we perform at the level of our belief, not the level of our potential. So um, for me, it's really engaging with kids that, hey, you do have potential to do whatever your heart desires. You know, we can draw the line and plug in the situation, circumstances uh, that our, our kids are dealing with and some are bad, worse than others you don't have to be a product of your environment. Um, and, and I was talking about this a little earlier with a, with a group of individuals uh, of the story of what I, I worked with a middle school, six and seven uh, graders. And we had did a, we was doing like a, a book, a book study. And I had them do an exercise and I gave them a sheet of paper and we was talking about wearing masks. And this kind of goes back into the whole emotional baggage thing and, and really sharing. But on the front of that mask is that's what people, what we want people to see, right? Uh, who we are when we walk out the door and on the back of that sheet of paper was saying, what's behind the mask? What do you not want people to see? And I've actually done this with old uh, adults as well. But I, I say that to say this, uh, when I got, when all of the students did this uh, exercise, they gave me that sheet of paper back and it was amazing, like what, what was shared. So on the front of that sheet, you know, some students said, I want people to uh, know that I'm fun. You know, I want people to know that I'm athletic. I want people to know that I'm, I'm cool to hang around or whatever the case may be. But on the back of that sheet, you know, a lot of the students, hey, they was like, I don't want 
people to know that I'm sad or I'm frustrated or, or my mom is, you know, addicted to drugs or, you know, my dad's left home or I don't have a good relationship with my siblings or I don't truly like school. And I say that to say this is, you know, for us to truly uh, grasp our young people and what I have discovered is we have to allow them to understand that they do have a voice, that they can talk. Um, there's a lot of um, young people that I've encountered that just truly doesn't feel like they, they have anything, uh, quality to share, uh, specifically like to the adults, if that makes sense. They, they feel that they're constantly being told what to do, how to do things, and they don't have a voice. So one of the biggest things for me to, to get a kid in the instance of, hey, you are possible is that you do have a voice and you can share what's really going on in your life uh, with your feelings, your beliefs, your opinions that you have about yourself, about your family, about your school, about your sport, about your extra extracurricular activity, whatever the case may be, you have a voice right now. And you, I'm gonna keep saying this, that no one is ever too small to be a difference maker. So um, you can have a voice right now. Another thing, another story that comes to mind is working in physical therapy. I had a, a 14 year old uh, young lady. She had came in to rehabilitate her knee. This was some years back, but I mean, she did not want to follow along with anything that we said. Like we'll tell her to do an exercise. I mean, she was so demotivated. I mean, there was times where her mom would try to motivate her. She was very disrespectful to her mom. Uh, you know, she was just, you know, just a bad attitude. There was some points where some of the therapists were like, look, we got to figure out a way to get this girl out of the clinic. I'm, every time she's ready to come in, like, <laughs> she demotivates me. I know it's going to be a tough time to get her to do anything. And what I discovered, guys, <clears throat> and, and she actually made a transformational flip and we was able to get her to do some, some of the exercise and really work on getting her knee better. Uh, another subject was with her, with her mom, you know, that, that was a whole nother animal, but for, for her to get her to do her exercises, her understanding that she had a choice and that's what it was. Um, she had went through life so much where people was constantly telling her what to do. This is wrong. You shouldn't do that. Um, why don't you do it this way? Why are you acting this way? And she constantly had her finger pointed at her so much to where whenever we really strategically um, this gave her a choice said, hey, do you want to do squats or do you want to do hip exercises? She responded a whole lot more better to that versus me just telling her what to do. She had some control over her life. And, and I personally use that story because you know, there's a lot of young people that I've worked with that feel that they don't truly have control over their life. It's like they're a robot. And if they don't do um, what's required of them, then, you know, they're devalued and they're not accepted. And that causes them to act out. So um, allowing our young people to have a choice in their life and just giving them a voice, those are two things that I, I truly have found to grasp them to knowing that they are possible and that they're fully motivated to drive after, you know, making good grades and, and being more intentional about their quality of life at a young age. Yeah, we're kind of hitting around on some topics here that I'd just be curious to see what both of you think of. It seems like what we're, some of the issues are that we have parents, well-intentioned parents, but that are hovering too much. So that helicopter parent, they're making too many decisions. 
They're afraid to let Johnny and Susie fail when it would have been better for them to fail at home early on the small things and learn from that so that when they encounter the big things, they have developed those you know, coping skills, those kind of skills that they need. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? That's, that's just what, when you said that, that's just what was coming to my mind. I was like, hmm. Yeah, so for me, this even going back to my five-year-old, <laughs> she, she doesn't really like for me to pick out her clothes. Like she likes, <laughs> she likes options. Uh, Dude, she, you're she, in trouble coming, coming to Dude, like I literally, like, like I have to hold up two outfits or just let her go do her own thing. Like she's a... <laughs> she's like no I don't want that like I can show her one outfit right and she say no but I can take that same outfit and go get another one and hold them up to her and she'll pick that exact outfit but it's because she had choice and and that's mm. that's trickling on down to that that young lady that I shared into the clinic so it's something about just having some control over your life and like you said there's parents you know they're they're well-meaning every parent is well-meaning but there, there are certain things that, you know, we have to, you know, allow our young people to grow and learn. And like I mentioned before, you know, fail, within failures, you know, in circumstances in that nature, there is some lessons and some growth in that. So um, we're going to allow that, that to take place. Well, that's a really interesting perspective. And I kind of want to shift gears just a tad. Um, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? This is my favorite question to ask everybody because they have such diverse perspectives, but what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Wow, that is a really, really good question. There, there, there's many things that's popping in my head right now. <laughs> but uh, I, think, I think I'm gonna take this exit. The best piece of advice and I don't know if you ever heard of the author, Don McGill Ruiz. He wrote the book, The Four Agreements. Uh, but one of his agreements is don't take anything personally. <laughs> and I feel like that was one of the best, uh, one of the best advice I ever gotten. Don't take anything personally. Uh, because here's the thing behind that. You are a reflection of the story that you tell yourself, right? We all have a story that we tell ourselves in our minds right and based off of your own personal feelings beliefs and opinions they don't necessarily line up with my feelings beliefs and opinions so if I do something I'm striving after a goal or if I have an opinion about something if you don't agree with that I can't take really take offense to that right I mean like that is based on the story that you're telling yourself so for me I cannot take that personally and for a long time in my life you know, if you didn't agree with me, I was wanting to argue with you. Like, I want to convince you that, hey, I am right, you are wrong, and there's no other way around it. And that's something that I discovered later in life that, hey, don't take things personally. What people say, what people do, the opinions that they have is based on agreements that they have in their own minds. And I have to respect that and and obviously when someone doesn't agree with you or you don't agree with someone else, there's always a lessing in that somewhere, uh, some way or some fashion. So, um, yeah, so uh, that, that, was, that was one of the first ones that popped in my head. Don't take anything personally because it's not all about you. <laughs> That's probably one of the more practical answers to that question that we've gotten. 
Uh, I would completely agree. <laughs> and, and one that actually that probably needs that needs to be hashtagged. We need to hashtag that and send that out and tweet it or you know put it on. Don't take everything so personally. I yeah, like and this that. is easier said than done. I know it's easy for me to say that. You know, we we all have to renew our minds <laughs> on a daily basis. But uh, yeah, I, I truly believe, man. If we if we can learn not to do that, it can save us a lot of anxiety, a lot of frustration and sadness. And yeah, I, I think back to young James, twelve years, thirteen years old to sixteen years old. I think I take too many things personally. <laughs> um, and it was when I just started letting things roll off my back more that I started to seem to accomplish more of my own goals in life and and began to move forward in more of a positive direction. But man, they're probably listening to this right now. So our youth audience from Texas, they're probably listening to it right now and going, yeah, that's easy for you guys to say, you're not going to my high school where you, know, you have to live with these people. How, how am I not supposed to take it personally? Uh, that they're going for. So, would you agree on that, Abs? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, small towns, man. It's a little wonky sometimes, but I think it's still practical advice. Even Guys, if our, if our audience wanted to reach out to you, wanted to find more information about you, how, how can they connect with you? What's the best way? Wow, the best way is between uh, – James and Abby, man, you can get to me <laughs> through them. But uh, yeah, so you could uh, you could reach out to me well, through my website at chazjacksonspeech.org. You could also email me. That'd be the second best way at chaz at chazjacksonspeech.org. Uh, so that would be two of the best or the two and three best ways outside of these two uh, amazing individuals. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on your platform. And uh, also, if anybody's listening right now, a um, couple things. So I love giving away stuff. Uh, Chaz at org. If you tell me that you've listened to this recording and you reference Gen Z, I will love to send you a free copy of Live, Learn, Lead Powerfully. All right. Uh, that goes to the first person. And after that, I still want to give you something, even if you're not the first person that uh, gets that book. Uh, I would love to send you some education on three ways to motivate yourself. It's like a short, uh, uh, short and concise, straight to the point ebook um, that has some amazing value to it as well. I got some really good responses from it. So, three ways to motivate yourself ebook that could be available for you as well. So. And if you guys missed that, we're going to put that in the show notes. We'll put that in the show notes and we'll, we'll promote that offer uh, through our social media when this comes out throughout the week, week and a half that, that we're promoting this as well. Is there any uh, taglines or any uh, particular signatures or stuff that they can connect with you on social media? Oh, most definitely. So at Chaz Jackson Speaks, um, you can find me on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, like this. They're all the same. Right here did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, de definitely um, check me out. Uh, I would love to advise you to you uh, any way that you see fit. And, uh, yeah, also check out the podcast, Gift and a Gift. Um, I love getting amazing guests on there to provide tips and techniques for young adults as they strive towards growing and personal development. And uh, also, um, we actually – 
released another book this year. So The Impact of Influence, that's also Amazon best-selling book. Uh, check that out as well. Um, that's this book here. So The Impact of Influence with Chip Baker. It was actually a total of 17 authors. We came together and put together that amazing curriculum and that made Amazon's best-selling list. And we're, we're so excited about that. So yeah, any way I can help and add value to you and help you become your greatest version of yourself, I'm here for you. Well, thank you, Chas, for, for joining us this week and, and being our guest. All the information that he just said is in the show notes. You guys can look down. You see where I'm pointing, guys? That's where it is, audience. And Gen Z audience, join us again every Tuesday for a new show for at least the next month and a half. I know we've had a gap here, and you guys have been saying, hey, where are you at? But we've been promoting some other things. But we're back and going strong. Thank you, Chas, for your time. Thank you, Abby, for joining us. Thank you, See you guys. guys. Thank you for joining us on the Gen Z Show and being a part of our community. Please subscribe to our channels on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Follow us too on Instagram and Facebook to get weekly updates. Until our next show, have a blessed day.